Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your ear holes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Harmony, your podcast host. I would love to welcome my friend Lindell to the podcast today. Lyndall is a qualified nutritionist, yoga teacher, yoga teacher trainer. She's the manager of My Health Yoga Studio at the Gold Coast and the founder of Clarity Cleanse Retreats. Lyndall has a wealth of knowledge, but I believe her gift is in the way she can deliver her teachings. She has a real knack for explaining things in an easy to understand way, as well as delighting us with her awesome sense of humor. (laughs) I could chat to Lyndall for hours, but we will try our best. We've already been chatting for hours, actually, (laughs) before we started the podcast. Um, So we are going to try to keep to the time frame. I have actually heard Lyndall talk about liver health before and love the way she can relate its importance to our modern day lifestyle. So please listen up because we can all do with some liver loving, no matter how healthy you perceive your lifestyle to be. 
So let me introduce you to the amazing Lyndall. Thank you. Thank Should we you. clap? Okay. Yeah, we'll <laughs> clap. Thank you so much oh, for coming. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And my ego is now fully inflated with all that information about me. That is awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, one thing I did forget to mention in that little intro, because we mm-hmm. were just talking about your raw yes. medicine as well. So she also works with raw medicine, which is magnesium supplement. Yes. yes. A magnesium range of product, which you can find online or in some stores, or you can ask yeah. me any questions that you want. Yeah. So she Thank has... You. Got a lot under her belt, but does it with grace and ease. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we'll start with our rapid fire questions. Cool, I'm ready. Get the ball rolling. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> so the first one is: Can you inspire us with your superpower? I think um, I feel like my super fa- super fa- superpower would probably be doing a million things at once. Um, but at this stage, I'm still managing to do a million things at once and. Complete them. Excellent. I believe. I think. I hope. <laughs> I think you're doing an amazing <laughs> job. You. We're just discussing about all the different roles you play and you just seem to glide through. You look like oh, really? you've got your shit together. Okay. Like, although you're doing a million things at once. Maybe you look that's like my you've superpower, got it. hiding it. Hiding it, like, yeah. <laughs> Hiding it, doing it. I mean, we're all in this big game of life, aren't we? (laughs) And what's your favourite quote or mantra? I've got a few, um, but I'll share the one that apparently I always say, my sister always says, you always say that. And so it's really inspiring. It's such is life. Such is life. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I find I always end up just coming back to that. Oh, such is life. And it sort of helps me get through, and it is very true. It is sort of true. like saying life's too short. Yeah, mm. or like one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, or be present. There's so yes. many sort of different ways you can kind of phrase that, really. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And mm. um, who or what is inspiring you at the moment? I feel like there's quite a few people in my life that really um, inspire me. Impact. In fact, most people that I surround myself with. Um, I would find really inspiring. Um, but I would say my students, um, anyone that's showing up on the mat really regularly to practice, um, oh, always inspire me, their dedication, um, their discernment, um, and, yeah, just the fact that they show up, it always, yeah. it really, regardless of what's going on in their life, they actually come and practice with me. Um, I find it just really inspiring. And it does, it inspires you to want to show up yep. for them as well. Yeah. And I love seeing um, them evolve or yes. more so you and the students evolve as like a team yeah. almost. I yep. really like that. Yep. Yeah. I was talking about on Instagram the other day, just the connection. It goes both ways. So it's not just sort of like you, your students will connect with you. You also have to, um, you know, share and teach and connect with them also so yeah yeah absolutely Hmm. and so what does an inspired life look or feel like to you well I feel like without sounding like a tool I feel like I'm (laughs) (laughs) such as life yeah that's a really yogi term that we use tool um but I feel like I'm living one I was saying to Harmony before that I I was sort of trying to create one and I thought well I don't know I often find myself just you're living it yeah like feeling really blessed or really lucky and um yeah and I feel like 
I would just continue doing what I'm doing. That's perfect. Yeah. Because I think so many people are always chasing things outside to yeah. fulfill themselves. But if, you've, if you're content, you've got yeah. that sentosha. Yeah. <laughs> you feel content with where you're at. That is an inspired yeah. life. Like if you're living it. And a good quote I heard the other day is, you know how they say the grass is always greener, yep. but the quote is the grass is only as green as you make it. Yes. I saw one the other day that was, that was something like the grass is always greener, but perhaps it's fake turf. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, it must have been but, on Instagram. Yeah. You saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It definitely was. Love that. And so I don't, you know, I mean, it's not always inspired and complete contentment at all times, but... No. You know, I think if you come back to mindfulness, um, yeah, I certainly don't want to be someone else or be somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm happy to hear. <laughs> and do you know your um, Ayurvedic dosha constitution? Yes. Yes. Life How Harmony, I love the doshas and always yes. find them really useful, um, particularly for myself, not even yeah. just for students. And I'm definitely Vata. Yeah. <laughs> not 100%, but I feel like I'm Vata 100%. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as you heard me talk before about the fact that I love doing a thousand things, Yeah. Um, I definitely am Pitta as well. I was going to say Vata Pitta. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done a recent um, questionnaire or anything like that, yeah. but I would say that there's times where Obviously, as we know, both of them show up yeah. um, in different percentages, but yeah. I definitely don't have a lot of kapha in me, unfortunately. No, neither <laughs> do I, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Need no. some more. So, I don't think we've even discussed what we're talking about today. No, I think we've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been having so many good chats. <laughs> but we are discussing the liver. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we did We did briefly say how I have heard you, because I have mm-hmm. heard you speak mm-hmm. about the liver, and that's why I've got you on here today. Yes. So we are talking about liver health and why it is so important. Yes. And it's not just important for those people who think that they're big mm. drinkers or unhealthy because it's important on so many levels for our body to function and in different ways to its best of its ability and so often when we do say that we're going to talk about the liver people either jump to the conclusion that my liver's fine I'm not a big drinker or my liver is screwed (laughs) and I know I drink too much and that just I don't want to talk about it because it just makes me feel like crap But I think there's a lot of misconception about the liver health and perhaps people don't really understand the important involvement that the liver has in our overall health, Mm. whether you perceive your lifestyle to be healthy or not. Mm. So could you please talk a little bit more on this and also just for our listeners to explain the role that the liver plays for our bodily function? Mm. Yes. So I totally agree. I think, um, cause obviously I work in clinic and then with retreats and things like that. So I'm often talking about liver function and detoxification in general. And I find the same people don't really consider their liver unless it's completely obvious to them. So for example, oh yeah, I drink lots of alcohol or I'm on, well, I'm on drugs or <laughs> I like to take drugs or even just medications. Yeah. People find it quite obvious to associate that with the liver, but really, a lot of us who aren't really aware um, of different symptoms that we have, most of that can just come back to the health of the liver. And so I figure um, 
many of us don't even know where the liver actually is. Yeah. So if you actually take your right palm and place it just underneath your, um, I suppose, your bottom rib on the right side, um, around to the side of the body, this is actually where the liver is. And so often um, as you place your hand over that space, so underneath the diaphragm, you'll actually feel where the liver actually sits. And if it's quite tender um, or sore, and so often it's better to do that lying down and a bit more relaxed yeah, to actually get deep into it. the space. But when you palpate that area, um, if it feels quite tender, then generally that's a really good, easy, simple sign that your liver can be, um, you know, under a bit of stress or suffering a little bit. And in fact, even in yoga, I know people after class will often say, oh, I feel like I had a stitch or I've got a pain in my side. And even that can be a really good indicator not that we want it to be a good indicator, but it is, um, yeah. that your liver's under a little bit of stress. Yeah. And so um, the liver is super important and it's got about 200 jobs that it does. And so one of the many jobs is um, detoxification. I think that's the one that we, you know, it's most, most important known. and it does, it's something that actually inspires a lot of us because we want to be clean and healthy, etc. And so to put it really simply, because as Harmony said before, I like to kind of explain things that can be um, easy to understand. So without going through, mm. you know, the numerous functions of the pathways in the liver, etc. Really, there are three different phases of the liver. Mm. And so um, we want all of the phases to be functioning to the best of their ability, because if one of the phases is underfunctioning or being overworked, it acts as a domino effect or a catalyst for the rest of the role of the liver not to be yeah. working um, to the best of its ability. So with um, the first phase of the liver, for example, this one is all about processing nutrients and toxins. So I often say to people or clients, you know, the liver is like the dishwasher of the body. Mm -hmm. So it does like to clean and process, um, but it's got to do it well. And so processing nutrients and toxins, but then there's phase two, so this is what we call um, conjugation. So this is actually transforming those harsh chemicals or residues um, and actually helping to clear them out of the body. And phase two is essential. I mean, all the phases are, but this is probably the phase that requires the most nutrition, um, the most sulfur, amino acids, and these are the things that you're going to get from your diet and supplementation. This is also the phase that... If phase two isn't working very well, this is when people are going to get really um, fatigued, sluggish. You know, this is the phase that when you're detoxing, um, you're really going to notice because it's going to make you feel a little bit awful if it's not up to scratch. Because you get that backlog of different toxins. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then phase three, we're talking about elimination. So this is when... Um, Basically, all of this uh, toxicity is going to either move through the kidneys and out through the urine or bile, small intestine, and through our poo. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful to know because I think, you know, when we wee and poo, we often think, oh, that's just something that the body does. But really, <laughs> it is absolutely essential for good health. Yes. Um, and, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, no, I can't drink a lot of water because I don't want to wee or, oh, you know, gosh. I do this for my job and I, I don't want to have so to go to the water. toilet. But the fact is this is this final stage of liver detoxification and clearance for the body. Yeah. Um, and Lyndall says to you, <laughs> such is life. <laughs> such is life. Yeah. Uh, do a wee and do a poo and yeah. you'll feel much better. But it's also, you know, the release of, of toxic buildup. 
yeah. um, in the body. And on that note, what comes out is going to tell you a little bit more about the function of of That's your liver right. as well, for, for better or for or worse. Or what doesn't matter. come out, yes. especially after you've been travelling yeah. <laughs> and get constipated. Yes, exactly, yes. whether it's just air coming out of there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you that for helps. that. Yes, yeah. that explanation. That's really good. I was hoping you were going to go through the three stages. Okay, Because that's perfect, <laughs> spot on. Um, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't even aware that there's the three stages of the liver. Yep. And I know when we start talking about liver detox, a lot of people say, well, why do we need a detox the mm-hmm. liver? It is a detoxification organ. Yes. But you're not per se detoxing the liver yes, good itself. Point. You are detoxing the body. Yes. And you are using an, your liver as much as you can to help remove the toxins, even like the buildup of hormones that if you have too much banked in your system, like Mm. metal toxicity, you know, you can get that from even like the water we drink, the foods you can get from things that you put on your skin. If you're not using organic moisturizer, that skin is the biggest organ. So we absorb everything into our body. Um, Like you mentioned before, medications, that are on prescription. Yes. Um, just any crap food, like yes. takeaway, crappy, processed, processed yes. anything that enters your body needs to be eliminated and yes. your liver has a big role in that. Also, these days we such we live in such a chaotic high mm. stress or we create that chaos, that high stress for ourselves. We're producing yeah. more of those stress hormones and they too mm. need to be moved through and yes. detoxified through our body. Totally. And then if we have too much of the other substances that have been introduced to our body, so not made naturally like our hormones, yes. the liver does its best to get rid of that first. Yes. So then you get a buildup of hormones. Mm. And so a healthy liver can promote balanced hormones and also digestion. Yes. And these are two health benefits that I feel are very important in this day and age. And there seems to be an increasing prevalence of, for hormonal and digestive issues, particularly in women. Yes. And I know, like, promoting a healthy lifestyle has almost become a fashion statement these days. Yes. Yeah, which, is a, yeah, yeah. which is a great fashion. <laughs> but mm. although we're so involved in this healthy lifestyle, the research suggests that more and more women are suffering with hormonal issues and poor mm. digestion. Mm. So could you... What's your take uh, on this Mm. and the relationship with the liver and hormones and the liver and digestion? Yes. So I almost feel like it needs a whole separate podcast. I think so because that was a really long-winded question myself. (laughs) No, it's a good question though and I think there's so many answers. But, you know, for the most part, I agree with you on the liver thing where, yes, you know, a lot of people do eye roll and say, oh, whatever, liver detox. Like we have a liver, it detoxes, end of story. But it wasn't actually, our bodies weren't created to be under the same amount of pressure or um, harsh chemical exposure than than um, that it is. Yes. So really we're kind of, um, what do you call it? What's the saying when you're like pushing the envelope or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> already? And this yeah. is before we've become a complete alcoholic and drug addict, right? Yeah. So we're already at risk, (laughs) which we're completely healthy. But 
a few things to note. If you are a healthy person um, in terms that you think you live a fairly healthy lifestyle, it's still fair to say that you might still have a sluggish liver. There could have been things that have gone on in your past or um, in your lifestyle currently that you're unaware of, you know, um, dirty electricity or, um, you know, poor air quality at your work or whatever the case may be that could still be um, impacting your liver. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a way that we should all be scared, but it's almost like... Don't rule it out if you're feeling um, a bit crappy or a bit unhealthy, even though you feel like you live a healthy life. And I think just on that, Mm -mm. if you think you live a healthy life, there's also that perception. Yes. Because like you would have had in clinic, people come into and they say the same at my clinic as Mm. how they eat so well, they do this, they do that, and you go through it and you're like, well. Yeah. okay that's not really what I would yeah. call super healthy yeah. so I think it's that perception yeah. as well and you only know what you know until you know something else yeah so exactly you know it, it doesn't mean that you're not still maybe at risk of um, other different deficiencies which is always going to impact the liver and so um, I liked what you said about you know all of the organs being involved in detoxification the skin the gut um, your lymphatics there's a lot of different factors that go into cleaning out the body just on a daily basis so when it comes to hormones the liver basically filters out the mutated or excessive amounts of hormones so that they don't build up and then with the digestive system um, basically we've got to think of um, you know bile support and having enough bile so that the um, the liver can actually clear a lot of these toxins like we discussed before using phase one two and three um, preventing a sluggish digestive system but with the both of them I was thinking about this and I thought the best way to understand it is that um, even though they have separate roles they are all going to be um, one of the same so having a sluggish digestive system could be a result of your liver sluggish liver could be resulting in poor digestion both Mm -hmm. of them are going to impact your hormonal load Mm -hmm. and basically when you think about say um the roads on the Gold Coast, for example, and yes. how backed up they get and how much road works and traffic and all that kind of thing. What happens is, you know, we end up with a lot of traffic jams. We end up with perhaps accidents on the road. We cranky end up people. with cranky people. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, people getting infuriated um, and things use. slowing down. Yeah. Um, and really it's just toxicity on the road. The same exact thing is going to happen in our bodies, whether it's hormones, whether it's um, digestive, um, imbalance, you know, whatever the case may be, it's exactly the same because if we're not able to, uh, clear excessive waste, or if we're not able to allow for our organs to do their job naturally, well then something's got to give. Yeah. So something's going to get stored somewhere. Um, and when the body is toxic, it loves toxins almost like its food source or its, um, its terrain. It, it loves that. So basically it's really easy for the body to harbor toxicity in fatty tissue, in toxic yeah. tissue, in acidity. Um, so acidic environment. So that means that it actually takes a lot longer. It's a bit harder to shift, um, a lot of this crap exactly. out of the body because yeah. it's like, no, I'm quite happy here. I'm going to sit in fatty tissue around the belly or, yeah. you know, that's so what, yeah. Lindell's house or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> like ayurvedically speaking we yeah. say the build-up of armor which is okay. toxins yep. and a lot of that does reside in the the fat tissue yes so the adipose tissue yes and that's a lot of the reason like a lot of people are doing their best to be healthy and yes. they're exercising and they're but they're under that high stress and they're not yes. being able to rid the toxins yes and so it grabs like you said the toxins like yep. love the body more so and yes. love to stay in they love it they, they love to move. they want it they've home they've created a little home and yes. unfortunately it's generally in your fat tissues yes and then you get all the, the cellulite yes and a lot of the weight gain that we're holding on to is because we're not having that proper elimination you're talking about inclusive of that lymphatic drainage. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. The body loves it. I often talk to clients about the fact that a lot of people want to lose weight. So they stop eating or, um, you know, they, they do intermittent fasting or they do different diets, which is great. They all have a place. I think there's a place for a lot of different diets that we have, but the biggest thing is that, you know, when you start to starve the body um, at the wrong time. So I think a lot of confusion is based around what timing yes. people start to do things. You know, a lot of conversations I had over and the it retreat. should be long term. Yeah, and I think there just needs to be knowledge of, you know, how you're going to structure your day so that the fast or the diet's going to work for you. Whereas a lot of people just go, oh, I'm just going to try and starve my body. But what they don't realize is that the healthy tissue gets depleted because the body needs nutrients and the fatty toxic tissue will stay there. Yeah. And so this is relevant for our liver detoxification because we need to make sure that whatever is toxic is going to be what leaves the body, not the other way around. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a hundred percent. It's just a conversation that I have repetitively with, with clients because they just get confused on I'm eating really healthy or I'm eating near nothing. um, But I still feel really crappy. Yeah, it's mm. so true because mm. it is sometimes it seems so much harder to yes. lose the the toxins and the weight than it yes. is to lose all the good stuff. Yes. It's like when you And it is. Yeah. It is harder. It is it's like the toxic stuff. They say it takes about three weeks to gain so much weight or get out of mm-hmm. shape if you have if you're used to a certain level yes. of um, exercise and training. And then it takes like almost triple that like yes. three months to regain yeah so it's yeah it's unfortunately yes people often say but I've been trying for months I'm like well you've actually been trying for about 10 years because yeah they've only been trying something in particular if that yeah. makes sense for a couple of weeks whereas when you look at the lifespan you think well they've actually been trying to shift that toxic burden for like 10 years if they think back to yeah. the time that they started feeling sick or, or they've accumulated yep. it for 30 years. Yes. You're not going to shift in three weeks, yep. move that, you know, we the toxins, the weight, the cellulite. <laughs> yeah, we can only wish <laughs> yep. if you've been accumulating it over 30 years. Yes. And you've got to really look at look at that. And whether it's weight or toxic burden, same thing. Some yeah. of it manifests as fatty tissue or, or weight gain, but some of it will manifest as feeling horrible, you know, sluggish bowels, inability to absorb, you know, all of these symptoms can be one of the same. They just present themselves or manifest differently in, in the person. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And what other modern lifestyle factors are influencing our liver health or lack thereof? Mm. So can you just talk a little bit about that? Yes. So So, yeah, I feel like we've, we've talked about a few, but I think there's a lot of things that people aren't considering. Um, and, you know, me too. You only 
um, like I said before, you only know what you know until you find out other things. And you yeah. think, oh my gosh, that's actually really bad for, for my liver or really the whole body. But don't forget, everything is going to um, move through your um, all the organs in the body. So every organ is always at risk, if that makes sense. Yeah. If the body is toxic, every organ is at risk. Because um, nothing works in isolation. Yeah, nothing's going to work in isolation. Exactly. And I think the best thing I ever learned is that all the organs in the body are like little bags of emotion. Yeah. that we're just carrying around. They're little bags of energy and emotion. So that's the reason why we can get very easily impacted um, no matter what organ it is. It's it's still going to be at risk of, of toxic burden. So I think the biggest things that we forget is things like um, organic, non-organic produce because it is full of um, mercury lead, PCBs and over 130 different pesticides. Mm. Um, and even for those of you who don't eat organic I still think you do the best you can so I think if if you can't eat full organic food well then the closest to organic that you can mm. that you can get because if you go from eating um you know I suppose a processed diet but then you go to eating fresh food well that's still going to be a massive jump um in your toxic load mm-hmm. and those of you who eat organic well of course you might start to think about different things like um, so as I move through my list, processed food, I added in there, um, air pollution. So this can come from um, anything, whether it's uh, those car air fresheners or, you know, Yay. the toxic ones, um, whether it's, you know, your job, it might be paint or different fumes that you're inhaling on a daily basis. So this isn't to say that you walk past and smelt a toxic candle and all of a sudden yeah. you're just shutting down. Obviously, it doesn't work like that. But if you work in an environment where there's a lot of different chemicals that you're inhaling, mm that is going to be part of your toxic load tank, I suppose. Um, what are the oh, pollution from the car in front of you. So even in your car, you want to make sure you press that recycle button, whatever it looks like, the little backwards arrow, because that's going to shut off the vents so that you're not inhaling the car farts in front of you. <laughs> so you just take in the what's inside your car. Yeah. It circulates. Yeah. So you can fart in your car and then yeah. inhale that, but at least you're not inhaling all, all the, the fumes. junk. From the, yeah. Yeah. Because if you're doing that every day, obviously that's going to add to your toxic load. Especially if you're on that backed up Gold Coast yeah. traffic like yeah. we just discussed. Or you drive a truck or, you know. Yeah. Um, there's also, also things like tap water. So fluoride, yeah. chlorine, you know, different chemicals that are in our tap water. Um, skincare products as Harmony mentioned before um, can I just on yeah. the tap water can I just yeah can you just clarify you know the taps on the fridges yes are they filtered uh not always no oh, I think you can out. get I think you can get filtered ones on your fridge so any listeners that know that for sure please let us yeah know. let me know because I've been thinking this whole time I've been drinking this filtered water yes. and now I'm wondering am I yeah, and I also oh, it depends because I know that there's some fridges that you actually have to fill up the water uh, in no, mine's the filter. Like automatic. Mm. Mm. So I would check with your because surely the fridge should give you detail as to what it's actually filtering. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, and then I just definitely think because even then there's different types of filter systems and yeah osmosis, reverse osmosis, all that kind of thing. So I've brought a filter jug just in case because yep. I got a parallel. Yes. Do it yeah. and you'll start to notice a difference in taste. So when your body starts yeah. to become cleaner and more, um, I suppose, detoxified and you start to drink different water, you'll taste the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because now I can no longer drink certain, especially Brisbane tap water makes me feel sick. Um, yeah. Or even just the yeah. flavour, it does taste a little bit more dirty and a bit more pool-like. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and again, it's it's not to say you're going to have one glass of water and your your liver shutting down. Um, this is part of your. I often talk to student. Um, well, yeah, students and clients about having like a test tube of toxicity. Yeah. So if you can look at your week and think how much is in your test tube, how much of what I'm mentioning here is going to fill up your test tube, and what of that is an easy switch, yeah. so that you can. Um, what do you call it? Pick your battles and go, okay, well, I'm totally not going to change my water filter, even though I think everybody should. But, you know, you might think, okay, well, that's one thing I'm not going to do, but I'm going to do this, 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 and this, for example. So then you can start to slowly transition into a healthier lifestyle rather than feeling like you have to do it all overnight and feeling really guilty. Yeah, because it, mm. it is a slow transition. It is. Like, and it's like it can be um, a lot of effort in the beginning. Yeah. But once you get to a certain stage, you couldn't think of going back to having, no. you know, certain air fresheners or And sometimes it takes a few times to hear it. Like yeah. I learned all this like so many years ago, but I yeah. didn't like change much out yeah. of my life. And, then, and yeah. then it all caught up and then I started going, oh, no, I need yeah. to change some stuff. And, yeah. yeah, just like one step at a time. And yes. Until you feel that, yeah, that you, yeah, I think slowly is good because then it will stick around for longer. Yeah. Whereas if you go too crazy, maybe you might end up going, do you know what? Screw this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing everything. But household cleaning products, they're a big one yes, as well. Yes. I can't stand I get headaches. Yeah. I know if they're... Whereas back in the day, you probably used to use it and feel fine. Yeah, then, I don't mm, at all. I no. use essential oil. I make my own. It's yep. so easy. And cheaper. So much more cost effective. Cheaper, yes. So much more and smell way better. Yeah. And multi-purpose. Yes. So I always use my own, make yes. it up. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. Um, medications are a big one as well, and I'm totally not telling anyone they need to go and get off their medication because it's going to screw their liver, but it's worth considering are there different things that you can take alongside your medication? To support um, the yeah, liver. to support mm. the liver, to improve the health of the liver. Maybe you could take it at different times. Um, yeah, to, to prevent... Um, mainly deficiency because don't forget deficiency means that we're losing a lot of nutrients that would usually support liver function as mm-hmm. well. Yes. Um, I would also include plastics. This is good because this is something that's really, um, you know, people are getting really aware now of plastic, yeah. how we don't want to use it, free. all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so that's probably one not that I feel... Good for the liver but good for the environment as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, and then we're not having as much estrogens and different plastics in our tissues like we said before yeah um cookware so non-stick pans are apparently really bad um non-stick pans yeah they even smell different when you cook your food yeah yeah because if your husband goes out and tries to be great and buy one and then make (laughs) you use it you'll know (laughs) um and of course alcohol um excessive amounts of coffee coffee can be good um, in small amounts, they say it actually helps to detox the liver, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but excessive, excessive amounts, and then obviously stress. So this isn't just, oops, where are my car keys? Type of stress. This is mm. um, the stress that we were talking about before. The stress on our cells, the stress on our bodies, geographic stress, um, uh, oxidative stress. So things that are going to actually stress the body out, mm. and um, and that's where mm. coffee can be yes, a bad too thing much. Yep. because it simulates. If you know you're already functioning at that high stress level day-to-day mm-hmm. life which most of us are yes then you add coffee <laughs> it simulates the stress response and your stress hormones yes. and then that's a big load for the liver to take yes so that's where exactly. these days i think coffee's a no yep. for most of us but yep. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> and still... stress in general, you know. I mean, we, we do what we can um, to live, you know, a really zen lifestyle, but sometimes... Um, we need to prioritize the Zen even over any kind of dietary yeah. um, requirement because that could be the whole reason that you're losing a lot of nutrients um, that are otherwise going to be really healthy for you. Yes, mm. absolutely. And so what are some simple things that we can do to help improve the health of our liver? So we've gone on about... We've raved on. Yeah, we've raved on. <laughs> what have we raved on about? Some of the things that can affect the toxic load mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that the liver has to deal with. No, we scared the shit out of you already. Yeah. You're all <laughs> sitting there shaking in your boots about your <laughs> poor liver. <laughs> um, so if we're all shaking in our boots, what are a few little things we can do today just to help yeah. our liver out? Okay, so these are the things that I love. think you should... You're probably waiting for me to rattle off a whole range of different supplements and different diets but i'm not these things you can literally get up and do right now starting from the end of this podcast so the first one i would say um obviously eat foods that naturally have supportive liver supportive and antioxidant properties and so these would include well really anything that is from nature is going to have an abundance of nutrition but obviously subtle detoxifying properties just from the nutrients that are in it but some other foods that I would recommend would be um, ones that are really specific, um, specifically for even just phase two liver detox. So you're looking at beetroot, grapefruit, even grapefruit these days, though, there's certain medications that you won't even be able to have if you're having grapefruit. Well, you won't yeah. be able to have the grapefruit. Yeah. 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 Um, due to how stimulating it can be for your liver. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cruciferous vegetables. So this is purely our food being our medicine. So cruciferous vegetables. So these are from the... Um, cruciferous family so broccoli cauliflower broccolini yeah all of these foods are really awesome for phase two um and also bitters so this would include not lemon lime and bitters <laughs> definitely not um but bitter tasting food so often there's foods that do taste bitter so you'll know them straight yes. away um but if you can't think of any obviously you know lemon um even bitter greens like rocket it does sort of yeah, has that peppery, yeah, bitter, yeah that peppery taste Apple cider vinegar, dandelion greens, that's like a nice deep green colour. Um, and even dandelion tea, it has that real bitter yeah. flavour. So these will help to increase bile. And bile is really, really important. Um, and if we're not secreting enough bile, mm-hmm. basically it means we're going to have impaired digestion. Okay? Yeah. So our body won't absorb um, or break down nutrients and food um, as much as it should. Yeah. So you want to get those digestive enzymes yeah. going. Yeah, the juice is flowing for yeah. sure. What about spirulina? What's your take on that? Oh, spirulina is amazing. Yeah. It actually really is. And actually, I think, I mean, I don't know if this is this is my opinion, but I think um, spirulina is awesome for vata because mm. it's really, really grounding. You know, it even looks grounding when you look at spirulina. You yeah. think, yeah, that deep green colour. Um, it's full of nutrition and it gently detoxifies the liver as well. It actually helps to bind to metals. Yeah. Um, some people often say it is a heavy metal detoxing agent. Um, so, yeah, spirulina is awesome for food as medicine, but also yeah. for liver detox, definitely, um, and for binding heavy metals and, and things like that. So, yeah, even, I mean, any dosha, but I think Vata's Yeah, I think love it's it. a tri-doshic. Yeah. Yeah, because yep. it, 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 yeah, because of mm. the such positive effects that it can have and it's easy to absorb so if you're really vata and you have those you know lack of absorption issues or even if you're a blood type a 
um, you would love spirulina because you get that natural boost of iron. You know, the nutrients that are already in the spirulina are going to give you a lot. And it's actually a good boost of protein for yep. the vegans and vegetarians. Yes, good well. point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the second thing I would recommend is looking at your morning routine. And I don't mean this in a way that, you know, morning routine is a hot topic at the moment because you want to get up and meditate and journal and gratitude and data. Yeah. But I'm actually talking more about... Um, to look at your morning routine and see how you feel because basically when you go to bed this is the prime time to restore rejuvenate the body clean up so mop up toxins in the body so this is why we're meant to get up in the morning and feel really um excellent so yes sometimes we don't jump out of bed but once we get up it should be like okay i'm awake ready for the day yeah yeah so if you're getting up, you're feeling horrible, you've got massive dark circles under your eyes, you feel, I think, particularly relevant for people that get up and feel yuck, um, like they can't stomach food. If you were to put food in front of someone, they'd go, oh, no, yuck, too early, too early. Yeah. And usually these people reach for a really early coffee. Yeah. Or maybe a cigarette. These are um, definite signs that your liver was under far too much stress or not doing enough at night um, when you were resting. Because you should be waking up feeling quite good and you should be quite hungry because you haven't eaten yep. in however long. And that comes mm. down to that digestion. So if you're yeah. eating like a late meal, mm. then you're not digesting overnight. You No. Not. No. And so the digestive acid should be adequate in the morning. So you should be nice and hungry and then um, be alert. ready for some food, alert, energetic. Mm. Um, so this is definitely a sign that, you know, um, there could be a bit of a sluggish liver going on, maybe not enough bile, maybe just too much going on, too much toxicity. So for that reason, I always say to clients, do not get up and have... A lot of people feel compelled to have a big breakfast regardless of whether they feel hungry. sluggish and hungry. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really hungry, but I still have a bacon and egg roll. Because I was told like, that breakfast yeah. is the most important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's horrifying. I would, I would rather you get up. And my suggestion to you, if this is you... Um, is to get up and have bitters, so either a lemon water or apple cider vinegar or, um, you know, maybe even a dandelion tea would be excellent because this would gently start to stimulate your digestive juices, switch on the liver. You're sort of inviting the organs to wake up a little bit because once they're mm-hmm. awake, so will you. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just some warm water. Um, and hopefully even just doing that one little thing might have a really significant effect um, for you and certainly don't get up and have a huge breakfast um, if you know if you're certainly not hungry because your digestion is not going to work really effectively and you're going to get bloating or some kind of digestive discomfort so rather get up and if you feel like you must eat um, I would just have something really gentle yeah some berries a bit of pawpaw something that's easy pawpaw to digest yeah. it's still going to give you a bit of energy and it's going to gently detox the liver as well yeah. And then, sorry, <laughs> my last thing is do this yoga. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these are my three hot tips for um, people looking for little ways that they can help to support their liver. Um, so my last one's yoga or just move your body. So if you don't want to do yoga, you'd rather do Tai Chi or walking or whatever it is. Um, helping to move your body. I mean, you could feel where your liver was at the beginning of this podcast anyway. So actually moving your body is going to help to wake up your organs. And so as we discussed in point number two, this will help to stimulate the function of the liver, um, switch on your digestive system, nourish your kidneys. That's why I love yoga too, because it will work on specifically your meridian lines. 
Um, and obviously, was, acupuncture is great for that too. Yeah, perfect. Because mm. I was going to ask about that. Could yeah. you give us some yoga poses we could do at yes. home for the liver meridian? Yes, love meridians. Yeah. Um, so I think my favorite yang, so more, I suppose, masculine posture, if we're comparing yin and yang yoga, um, for the liver. There's a, there's so many, but I think trikonasana, so triangle yeah. pose, yeah. is one that I really, really love for the liver because it gets right up into the waist. If you don't know which pose it is, maybe jump on Google. Yeah. <laughs> Type in come triangle to one of our pose. classes. Yes. Come to one of our classes for sure. And say, I want to do triangle. Yes. Well, if you, it's actually probably in both of our classes, no matter what anyway. Yeah, I always generally. teach trick on us. I did it today. Yeah. It's a really, it's a tough posture. If you were to look in the yoga journal magazine, you'd probably think, oh, whatever. But if you do it, properly. it gets really, um, really deeply into the waist, the hips, um, it's actually a heart opener as well. So that it opens all the meridian yeah, lines. Yeah, stimulates all of them. Yeah. So that's something I think um, is awesome for the liver and gallbladder, which pair together. Another yang mm. I always cue for the liver actually is just in Warrior Two. Yes. To gently guide your knee towards the pinky side of your foot to open okay, up that liver yes. meridian, which is actually the hips. So when Harmony's yes. talking about opening your hips a little bit more, any. So following on from what and I was also because people say. roll their knee in. Yes. But anyway, this ain't a yoga podcast. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it could be. We could we could get off yeah. track. But any kind of hip opening posture, we could get right into the groin, which is um, where the depth of that um, liver meridian is, um, will really help to stimulate. And you'll notice that'll help to stimulate your digestion. Um, and you might actually even notice a little bit of um, frustration. Yeah. or out of the posture <laughs> yeah so sometimes that's a nice sign um well it doesn't feel nice but it could be a, a really good telltale that your liver is a bit stuck a bit sluggish um or we For say sure. a bit liverish when you start to feel really cranky and it makes sense because when you're toxic you don't exactly feel like buddha you don't feel really <laughs> blissful and zen you feel frustrated you feel toxic yeah. um body and mind so that's why working through yoga poses can really help to release I've, ha- I've had that like mm. when I've had such a stressful load and a yep. lot of people that are under a lot of stress and they don't normally practice mm. yoga but they end up turning to yoga because yes. they need something else other things haven't been working for them yes and you go and you do a big hip opening session and yes. then you come out even more aggravated yes. and you're like well that didn't work <laughs> but actually yes. it is it it's is helping to release it is releasing totally yeah and if you feel yourself getting really frustrated in the traffic and honking at people that you usually wouldn't that <laughs> is you never talking yeah it ain't you a bit livery. yeah yeah <laughs> don't blame yourself blame your liver yeah <laughs> my liver ain't handling this traffic <laughs> get out of the beep <laughs> uh thank you for Pleasure. that so yeah hip opening posture is great for the liver yes and before when we were discussing some of the toxic loads and mm-hmm. we were talking about the coffee yes i just wanted to come back to that for a minute but not oral coffee (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to talk about the coffee enemas because many years ago you were the first person who introduced me to coffee enemas (laughs) and i actually yeah had to have a bit of a go after traveling yeah yeah Yeah. good (laughs) good but because i was because I am Vada and I had, yes. I then had to yeah. do it oil basti, basti after yeah, it. Yeah, it can yeah. be a bit aggravating for and Vata. Dry, yep, yeah, aggravating for Vada, but it can also be very drying for the colon. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah if you are Vada, then you might want to do a 
uh, like a warm water flush. Yes. We're yes. talking about enemas, so yes, so up the up bum, the bum. Yeah. Um, and the oil or an oil basti, which is very nurturing and nourishing Ooh, nice. for yeah. vada imbalanced people, especially yes. if you. Um, suffer with constipation but that's also another podcast Mm. let's talk about (laughs) why you love coffee enemas and how it supports the liver okay so i love coffee enemas um i didn't realize how much i love them until it was in like every wedding speech at my wedding (laughs) Um, and then i thought okay yeah well i really love them um so first of all i don't think any of us should be off doing coffee enemas every day um i know some people do and it might be an everyday thing as part of a protocol but Really, when you think of coffee enemas, its role is to help with liver detox and clearance. So I actually got taught to to do them, not physically. I was told how to do them and then I figured it out myself. (laughs) Um, Really, when I was going through some skin issues. So my skin had a breakout after I got off the pill. Um, and so I was working with, you know, liver and lymphatic um, detox for a while to help clear all of that crap out of my system. And so... um, a coffee enema was suggested as part of this and it was so, so helpful. So um, basically you filter the coffee up your bottom. And so this is a different port of absorption as well. So that doesn't mean you're not going to get a caffeine hit by the way. So it's certainly not Mm. recommended that you would go and have a coffee and then go and do a coffee enema, especially if you're Vata, you'll be off your face and maybe better too. So, um, but the reason we do a coffee enema is it actually helps to detox the liver. I'm sure it's like eight times more than, say, a liver herbal or something yeah. like that. So it's really quite strong, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it if you're bound up. So if you haven't pooed in a week, hopefully that's none of you, but unfortunately that's people. Yeah, because it is dehydrating. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And it, it, you've also got to think about the intention as to why you're doing it and you're doing it to enhance liver de- so the phases of the liver that we talked about we want them to perform better so when you do a coffee enema that's what it does so if you are constipated really you don't want to i suppose enhance absorption of toxic waste that's sitting in your bowel mm-hmm. so like harmony said i would even just do a warm order enema or something that can help to clear the bowel doesn't have to be entirely empty but if like I said if you haven't been to the toilet um in a really long time or you're really dehydrated I would almost go and get a colonic first yeah clear hydrate the bowel a lot of colonic hydrotherapists will actually suggest a coffee enema if it's um, indicated for you after a colonic Mm -hmm. which would be ideal because your absorption pathways would be really ready to go and so basically with the coffee enema, you actually leave it in the bowel um, without too much. You don't massage or anything like that. You just leave it there. And then um, essentially when you then go to the toilet, release anything that comes out. Um, yep, yeah, this, this little protocol um, can help to enhance the function of your liver um, and help to keep the body nice and clean too. So basically that's why I love them. I think they work really well. They're a good adjunct, um, especially if people don't like taking, uh, you know, a lot of supplements and things like that. It can just be done as as part of the detoxification protocol. Would you recommend like a monthly cleanse, like once a month or not necessary? I think it depends on the person and what you're going through. So if it was something like you were coming off, certain drugs or medication or um, perhaps you were quitting smoking, I think that there would be a A reason. Yeah, you would definitely need to kind of work on consistently enhancing detoxification. But otherwise, if we've got a really great diet 
and you know we're living a really healthy life which I know that that takes a lot of effort you know our liver should be helping to detox a lot of that junk out of the body effectively yeah um in which case you know we might only need a spring clean once every six months or something like that yeah Mm. depends but some people certainly do need a little bit of ongoing liver support yeah Mm. and is there anything else you can recommend for liver support like daily sort of liver support i love all of the dietary um, recommendations i was giving before but um i also most important really yeah Yeah. i think if we could pick one herb um and most of you would have maybe heard of this one it's called silymarin Mm -hmm. um also known as milk thistle or st mary's thistle even just a low dose yeah, yeah. And every day um, is honestly going to have really happy effects on your liver for sure. And yeah. it's a beautiful antioxidant as well. So if I had to suggest um, a daily supplement, that's what it would be. Yeah, perfect. Mm. Thank you. And you, so at the start when I introduced you, yeah. I told um, everyone that you were the founder of Clarity Cleanse Retreat. Yes. And you have literally just come off one. Yes, I'm still high off retreat. Yes, <laughs> retreat vibes. <laughs> We're like, hmm. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, so, is part of like liver detoxing part of that retreat, or because yep. it's a cleanse? So, yes. can you? Yes. Yeah, so our cleanses that? basically they're only three days, yeah. um, and that's relevant to say because obviously um, the protocol would change slightly if we were going for a lot longer. Um, but there's a lot that you can achieve in a three-day period. And so basically our retreats are educating um, our retreat guests on exactly what you and I have been talking about, you know, how the body works, how to naturally detox your body just by uh, existing, you know, how to enhance the function um, of all of your organs which are going to help you detox. So um, we do go through how to detox the liver, um, and most of that on this particular retreat is fasting. So we do juices um, and broth and there's other different supplements and, um, you know, different energetic um, healing and detox that takes place as well. So it's a full body and mind detox. So you do the yoga as well, yep, open yoga. up those meridians. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, lymphatic drainage. There's lots of different things that go on to retreat. I can't go into too much detail because then yeah. it'll give it away and no one will come to retreat. Yeah. <laughs> When's your next one? Have you planned the next it's one? It's next May, but we haven't set dates yet. Okay, mm. yeah, nice. But they're a really beautiful weekend and yeah. you do learn a lot about um, detoxification yeah. and how easy it can be just to involve it in your everyday life without having to go too crazy yeah because if Mm. you're doing these small things every day to support your body and just detox without thinking you're detoxing so supporting your body then you don't need to come to this big week of yeah coffee enemas and yeah yeah. (laughs) i think it's empowering and gives you control over your body too because you can start to recognize what signs are um are going to indicate that you're due you're due for a colonic or you're due for a detox or you need a coffee enema you can start to work it out yourself exactly Mm. that's what i always say trust in your own body's intelligence and listen to your body and you become your own health guru like you don't need to go outside of yourself yeah to support your own body like you should know it better than anybody else exactly and then seek you know, professional advice when you need to, but sometimes, 
you might be able to work out why you're tired or what food has aggravated you or yes I haven't been eating that well this week no wonder I'm feeling tired or whatever the case may be and give your liver yeah. that bit of loving yeah Love, it. love your liver it's so special it is <laughs> thank you so much Lyndall my pleasure I Thanks love chatting me. with you yeah, you, you always have great ways of explaining things and so. make it light-hearted <laughs> good. not like so scientific good. <laughs> it's not cranky my liver's okay at the moment oh good 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 <laughs> good to hear um where can our listeners find you yep they so, would love to get in touch oh do you mean on Instagram or in life yeah yeah I'm not well, anywhere yeah <laughs> anywhere in life they can come to your classes yeah, or cool. you can find them yeah social. so come to my health yoga come and do a class um i teach there at least five times a week you can find me on instagram yeah lindall underscore yoga nut <laughs> um, it's very serious um where else can you find me at the clinic i work at nat medica um in burley heads which is james street as a nutritionist there as a nutritionist so if you want, if you want me to see if you need a coffee i've seen lindall there before <laughs> years ago yes come um clarity yeah, cleanse clarity website cleanse. yep clarityclens.com.au um yeah i think we need to start putting a wait list on there so if you're interested you can even put forth an inquiry as well and start to put your name down for our upcoming retreat yay um, and yeah you can always reach out on social media and um yeah Awesome. I think that I th- there's a few there's a few options there. So yeah, you do a few things. <laughs> Coming ask back to superpower. Yeah, <laughs> or ask me. I can point you in her direction. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. your time. Thanks for having me. And namaste, everybody. Namaste. Thank you for fun. listening. Yeah. <laughs> about Ayurveda or have you been called to learn more about Ayurveda? If so, I would love to offer you these teachings in my intro to Ayurveda lifestyle medicine for the mind, body, soul online course. Ayurveda translates to the science of life and longevity. Its teachings hold ancient wisdom and secrets of how to live a long, healthy and vibrant life. Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. It's been tried and tested for centuries, yet has only become more popularized in the modern Western world in recent times as the true healing benefits of Ayurveda are being discovered by many in the West. Its relevance and power is needed now more than ever. Applying Ayurvedic principles and practices to your mind, body, soul can help you heal your gut and gut-related symptoms such as bloating, gas, indigestion, constipation or loose stools. It can help assist with hormonal balance and total body balance. It helps mitigate stress and anxiety, clear skin, helps to achieve a healthy body weight and maintain it, helps you feel deeply connected to your mind, body, soul, increase and sustain energy, increase peace of mind and support and boost your metabolism. This course will give you an introduction into the art of Ayurvedic lifestyle medicine so that you can apply Ayurveda to your life and become your own healer and health guru. You will discover and understand yourself on a deeper level. In this course, you will learn the history of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic Dinacharya, Ayurvedic Nutrition, 
Ayurvedic psychology. You'll also discover your own unique constitution, your dosha. You will be given practical tips on how to apply the art of Ayurveda to your modern day lifestyle and how to simplify health to get the most out of your life. So if you would like to sign up to this seven module course, please head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Namaste. ask have you ever been on a fad diet so any diet other than the basic way of eating there's heaps of them out there and heaps of different conflicting information from the keto the high carb the low carb the high fat the low fat the atkins there's just so many out there that it all becomes way too confusing But through fad dieting, you can essentially affect your gut biome and your digestive system can become a lot weaker. I know this has personally happened to me and I have slowly started to repair the damage through Ayurveda principles and getting back to basics to heal my body, to heal my gut and to replenish the gut biome. So through years of fad diets, processed foods and changes in the gut biome, disease within the body such as leaky guts may create uh, food intolerances. When we get back to basics, we first need to eliminate these foods or maybe a buildup of metal toxicity from our bodies and discover our nutritional need. Once we eliminate these foods and we've allowed the gut to start to heal naturally, we need to introduce these foods back into our diet because they are not a true allergy. They were just an intolerance whilst our digestive system was down. We don't want to be cutting out any types of food groups from our diets mean other than candy soft drink and all of those obvious processed things but we do really want to work hard on getting our gut to an optimal level so that we can prevent any disease within our body So Ayurveda acknowledges that most disease within the body starts within the digestive tract and can somewhat be resolved through diet, herbs and lifestyle. In my Ayurveda and integrative health consultations, we look at food being medicine. We will look at your individual constitution and makeup, possible food intolerances, and we find these out through lab testing. Also the metal toxicity buildup within your body this is also found through lab testing and nutritional requirements to heal the body so first we must get to the root cause of the disease within the body not just treating the symptoms if you are feeling lethargic bloated brain fog 
or having any really uncomfortable symptoms that you need to get to the root cause of, I would love to see you in my clinic. You can book an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation with me directly through my website, which is harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au or you can go through harmonyinspiredyoga.com. And if you mention this podcast, I will give you a 15% off your first consultation with me. I look forward to helping you heal and thrive in life so you can live your most inspired life. Namaste. Namaste.